What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast, episode 34, recording this on September 2nd, 2021. Both Zach and I are excited. We're going to see Shang-Chi tonight. I am, of course, one of the hosts, Justin, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime. So we're trying to do this real fast so we can go <laughs> both go to our respective movie theaters in our respective states and go see the movie. We're really excited to go out there and get it uh, on premiere night. So, again, what is going on, Zach? It's been a while since we've actually talked, and I'm really excited to do this episode because we have tons of stuff to talk about. So what's up, man? Yeah, what's going on, dude? Uh, yeah, you were a little busy last week, so we had a little special guest. Once more, shout out to Gabe. Uh, our friend from Ninja Comics mm-hmm. for uh, coming on and just geeking out with me for about an hour, which was dope. Um, so I know we'll t- we'll probably talk some Shang Chi a little bit later, but you brought it up, and now I'm thinking about it. And I I know what the thing I'm most excited for when the uh, to watch the movie tonight is to find out how you pronounce his fucking name, uh, and because yeah. well, like you're gonna hear it, like we are gonna <laughs> hear it, you know, like and so we've been getting. If, if you haven't been following the podcast and Lords of the Long Box or whatnot, where you've seen us, we've been getting some flack. And I think maybe it's me. Maybe it's not we. Um, mm-hmm. About pronunciation of Shang-Chi. I have no fucking idea how to pronounce this dude's name. <laughs> I don't know if it's Shang-Chi. I don't know if it's Shang-Chi. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's Julie. I don't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. But I thought it was Shang-Chi. And people have been like, no, no, it's not how you say it. So finally, mm-hmm. we'll, we will find out. The mystery will be solved tonight yeah i mean they've been saying shang chi in the trailers and right you know the the over uh overdubbed person talking so and i think it's feige feige said it also yes feige even said the same thing so we'll have to see what he's you know what they say tonight i'm sure it's exactly what feige has been saying so and so if you said if you said that's wrong i expect a formal apology Ooh. all right calling people out tonight awesome so let's kind of get right into our community section. And we are so excited. I am so excited to talk about this because I even told Zach the moment I woke up today, I was just like, man, I can't wait to record the podcast. Um, this is something that's been going all over in the comic book community, good and bad, creating some drama. And it's a lot of fun. So we're talking about the the first annual comic book community awards, which recognizes community of creators from YouTube and Instagram. Oh, all right. Let's, <laughs> let's start this. So, so that was a mouthful. Why I, I was muted, sneezing my brains out right now. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. So let, let's talk about this. There is this gentleman who decided to, you know, come up with this is a great idea. Let, let's first and foremost, let's say something. It, it's a right. great idea for the community. You know, something that we don't have, you know, we're not the uh, Oscars or the Golden Globes. And you want to recognize people that maybe people don't know about. And that's the reason why. YouTube creators and content creators have guests on. So people that are don't know about them know, you know, find out about them. That's why we have guests on here. It's that's the world. That's what's awesome about the comic book community. Now, this person decided to have this comic book creator awards thing. And it kind of started. He started an Instagram page back on let's call it June 26th. Yeah, I was going to ask what the what the time frame is here. So, yeah, the. The IG was created on June 26th. Now, his Instagram account or and his YouTube account has been going for probably about a, a couple of years, but he actually really only just started doing comics not too long ago and, you know, talked about it at the end of June about these awards. So the awards, according to the website, it's cbcawards.org. 
basically the nom- <laughs> the nominations were only held from July 3rd till October 14th. And according to him, it yeah, they was there was over 1500 nominations. So where was it held at? On Instagram or on his website? You basically okay. just there was different categories and you basically typed in the name of the comic book creator or YouTube creator, IG community creator, whichever right. you wanted. Uh, and then the finalists were just announced last week. So on the 28th and now voting now starts from October, August 28th through November 13th. And the winners are going to be announced on December the 4th. So let's kind of talk about, you know, some of these some of these awards. Right. So some of the categories, and I feel like when you had these nominees, you should have maybe explained a little bit better. Like like out of the 10, I think there's only three on the website that actually explain what the, what differentiate, what actually mentions for this. Like, like what the genre is or the yeah, award, right? Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. So the category, you know, one of them, one of them is comic book community builder award. It says the comic book the community builder award should be should go to the nominee who has been most successful in bringing the community together. Okay, that's that's an awesome award. There is definitely a lot of people out there who have helped the community. Uh, now, as far as who was on this list, we have five people. I only know three of two of them, actually, one being Reggie collects only knowing by name, not really watching any of his videos. And our man, Sith Lordly, mm-hmm. who's been on this podcast, who's in one of our private group chats, who I have conversations with on Instagram and been on his channel. Right. Right. Now, you know, and nothing taking away from the other people, but I feel like if this if this community awards thing would have happened instead of starting this back on june 26 this instagram and and just saying hey we're doing an awards and having a total of 17 likes back on june 26 for the first your first post maybe you should have been like tagging and mentioning channels as a startup yeah so let's preface this as well by you know because who knows people might be listening and they might be thinking well, Justin and Zach, you both have said on multiple occasions, you don't really watch YouTube and stuff like that. So that's a fair point. So there, I mean, it's a fair point as to like why we may not know some of these people and some Correct. we do, obviously. But it's YouTube. There's millions of channels. Right. And and I definitely also want to preface the whole conversation by saying like, you know, I watched a video um, <clears throat> he posted recently on YouTube about all this and kind of about like addressing the drama. Like I get what he's trying to do. And, and like you said earlier, it's a good idea. And like I... I feel bad for the guy because I definitely don't think <laughs> I 100% don't think there was any maliciousness. I don't think there was mm-hmm. any uh, um, favoritism. Uh, Correct. I do. I do believe some of the the people on here are, are absurd, but um, oh, but yeah, I don't think I don't think there was any kind of like like mal mal like malice involved in like what he was doing. So correct. I do feel bad for the amount of hate he's getting. And yeah. honestly, we are a hateful ass community. Like we are a bunch of fucking haters. Like, so mm-hmm. <laughs> the comic book community is a bunch of trolls and haters. So I'm not surprised though. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And his most recent, so we're going to kind of go, there's, there's a couple. And if anybody doesn't know, again, you know, you can go on his Instagram at CBC awards and check out the, the 10 different categories. And then today he created an 11th category, but uh, you know, as far as comic book community builder, 
you know, whether it's one person or a group of people, I, I just feel like, and I'm just going to kind of take this one because yeah. you know, again, I don't know two out of the five finalists. Again, three out of the fifth. five. Oh, well, three. You only know two. Yeah. Yeah. I only know two. I don't know the other three. They, they could be great channels. I don't know, but I know in the Northeast and the East coast community, uh, of a great comic book community builder. And that's three men in a basement. Now mm -hmm. over the past four years or three years that they've been a channel again, I'm no longer on that channel, but they've held four comic swaps. They've done comic book crawls, right? Like, that's something they they've, you know, they've set up at, at conventions now um, with, you know, small tables promoting themselves. And I feel like if people would have known about that for the amount of sub subs they had, I think more people would have been inclined to to vote for them for comic book community builder, because I think that's what we all want to be is, you know, I've I've definitely in my experience doing the comic book crawls, doing the comic swaps, you meet new people, you meet new friends. And I, I don't think it's just a YouTube thing. Like, I cannot believe that they weren't, you know, I would love to see the votes. You know, he's like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into numbers, this and that. But the reason you don't want to get into numbers is because you have barely any likes on any of these photos because nobody knew about it. You weren't tagging anybody. You were literally just posting a picture and saying, this is what it is. So Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of people... Not to say that I have like my finger on the pulse of what's going on in the community by any means, but the fact that like you only hear about it now seems a little like what the fuck, you know? Like you said, this award's been going on since June, and this is just a topic of conversation this past week. Like <laughs> that's a problem, probably. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody mentioned it that there was a there was a voting thing to do, or nobody posted this. Nobody reposted this for the you know, thousand, thousand, 2000 plus people that I follow on Instagram or nobody like reposted this in their stories. There's no yeah, talk about it other than never. until these finalists. Very odd. Uh, of course, the first group pressable defects, they, you know, they took the ball and said that they, you know, they came out and said that they are in one of these top five categories that they really do not deserve to be there. Um, and that was the, um, what was it? Uh, I'm looking the at speculation. Ah, yes, the, the, yeah. the, the speculation, best speculation comic investing content. Uh, of course, your top five is Comic Tom 101, Newbies Comics, Pressable Defects, Brian's Comics, and Tales from the Flipside. Now, again, Pressable Defects is out of it. If you actually go on the website, you cannot vote for them, you know, and that's, you know, that's understandable. Again, you and I are on a channel that had 5,000 subs got shut down two years ago and now is at 7,000 subs. And we do a quite a bit about speculation in the comic book community. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, and it's pretty funny today's video of him, you know, apologizing and him saying, well, some channels weren't recognized, you know, and saying something about 7,000 subs. <laughs> right. And, right. You right. know, it, it kind of it's, it's on like, the nose. It's kind of yeah, on the nose. on the nose that we know who you're talking about. And what's even funnier is on that, Instagram post the comic book speculating. If you actually go back onto the photo, you can no longer comment on that photo. Mm -hmm. so, mm, seems something a little funny, but again, I'm not even saying it like I want to feel like I'm nominated. Zach, you don't want to really feel like you're nominated like for Lords and Longbox. Again, there's other channels out there like Keep It Thorough Comics, that uh, Universe X that does tons of speculation that that are not even on this list, and it just is yeah. incredible. You know, yeah, so you know, where, where are all these channels? 
I be 100% honest with you. I couldn't care less about like being recognized by something, especially, especially if it's something that I literally have never heard of until the time it comes out. And you know, and, and I'll even own that as like, maybe that's on me that I haven't heard about it, but I know I'm not the only person. So like, if it was just me, which wouldn't be surprising because a lot of times Justin has to tell me about things that I'd be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, maybe just I don't know. But I'm not the only person. In fact, I'm actually part of, I think, the majority who, for once, that doesn't know about this. So I don't care um, about like that kind of recognition. I know the rest of um, the guys at the Lords don't really care either as well. Um, and like I said, I, you know, I, I watched the guy's video. It was 15 minutes long, which is about 10 minutes longer than I usually watch a YouTube video <laughs> for. But um, And I felt bad for him. I genuinely did. Uh, Cause like I said, yeah. I think he was trying to do something fun and the amount of hate that he got and like anger and stuff is probably unjustified. Um, mm -hmm. But that being said, there were justifications in his, uh, a, a, I don't know if I want to call it an apology um, about his mm -hmm. explanation video um, that made no sense. Like he's saying, you know, Oh, you know, some channels are new and some channels are channels are large, but if you only get a percentage of viewers, to your subs, you know, th that's totally different. Well, I can tell there is a couple people in this larger names in the community whose subs to views ratio is quite horrific and horrendous, you know? So mm -hmm. if you're putting people in there for, let's say the lifetime achievement award, Jesus Christ, that is like cringeworthy in and of itself. But, and then like, these are people whose videos get less than 10% of their subs ratio i mean come on bro what lifetime achievement did you do there like look at some of these other channels who have let's say like the lords for example just because i know the number seven thousand, which their views are about 50 percent, if not 60 percent, views to subs ratio mm -hmm. i mean that's a pretty big achievement um i don't know i, I it's, it's all so absurd to me and like pandering to these channels, you know, like, Oh, he said he reached out to the channels to talk to him, you know, to see if it was okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to like it because who's not going to turn down free publicity, you know, yeah. for the and 17 again, like, people who liked the, the photo. <laughs> and he even says that, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of the exact thing that he said. Uh, he basically says in the video, about not knowing all the channels, well, then maybe you really shouldn't be doing these type of awards. You know, right. If again, this is something that maybe should have been promoted over a few months. All the channels should have been like kind of not or like a about, committee, maybe had a committee of unbiased individuals. Yeah, don't be. A, and he even says it. He's like, I'm a single person. Sing, you know, I'm the only one trying to do this. So, yeah, I understand that. So but you're taking on the weight of the world for your small, your small Instagram account, your small, YouTube, very small YouTube channel. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's like promote this for three months, let other channels know about it. And then, you know, go ahead and nominations because let's just, you know, let, let's just play devil's advocate. Like if we, if we, if we knew about this, Hey guys, who's out there listening, go out and go to this website. Uh, they're doing a nomination for best podcast of 2021, which I yeah. believe we are No, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> like something like that, like at least we can kind of promote ourselves, but there was, there was no way to know about this until last week when <laughs> there was these announcements right now, you know, and also like, this is kind of something it's fun to talk about and it is just yeah. kind of stupid and stupid and goofy, but 
I mean, and honestly, this shit, it don't mean shit. Like, I don't care if you win the fucking Stanley Award. You ain't Stanley, bro. I know a certain individual out there likes to claim he's Stanley. You ain't. Mm-hmm. Use a hefty ass motherfucker who ain't Stanley. So, yeah, mm-hmm. bullshit, bro. Yeah, there's there was some really good ones, you know. And one other, we'll just touch on one of the other categories was best unboxing video or series. Uh, you know, I know again this one. I know two out of the five uh, unboxing video or series. I'm surprised Otto from Three Men in the Basement is not on there. The the nine point eight Karate Chop is something that everybody knows. Yeah. I, I, you'd be surprised that his CGC unboxings aren't on there, um, you know, or even, you know, again, there, there's just, I don't know. I don't want to get into like name dropping, but like, that's, that's what it is. There's so many other channels that, you know, yeah, you said you had 1500 nominations, but how many of those nominations are for comic Tom considering he's <laughs> in like three categories or Reggie collects who's somehow he's in the lifetime achievement award. He's in the comic book community channel of the year, comic book community builder, um, lifetime achievement. I've never watched you get... one video from that guy. Yeah. And most entertaining con- content creator. I mean, how did you get four? I mean, that those 1500 could be 500 just to him. Let's just call it like, or the He's 17 playing. likes on that video, four of them yeah. were his people. Yeah. So, it's just whatever, Again, dude. It's so yeah. stupid. So, I, I just feel like we needed to talk about it because there's there's other channels that are out there talking about it. And if you didn't know about it, now you do. And if you want to go ahead and now enter into the 11th category that's been added, the People's Choice category, which... Which is pandering. It, it's going to be totally pandering. Like it's it's such bullshit. Like <laughs> now, whoever because because he's going to do this this a last award for people who you know like felt slighted or, or upset or whatever. So now it's basically like the cry, it, it, look. It's not people's choice award. It's the crybaby award. It's the crybaby yeah. award because you you cried and not necessarily you, not the person who got it. That's not fair. But people cried about it. And then, like, honestly, let's say it's not going to be. And I, I'm telling you right now, let's say it was, for example, the Comic-Con podcast. I'd be like, no, don't want it. Leave me alone. Yeah. It's funny. Like, all of a sudden, the only videos that were actually tagged were the ones once you know who the finalists were. And then this last post that he did today. And let's see channels like, oh, Lords of the Longbox is tagged. Oh, Keep It Thorough Comics. Oh, Joker M21 from the NY Warriors. Three Men mm-hmm. in a Basement. Like, and, yeah. and other people like all of a sudden that these channels who were not even on this list knew nothing about this are all of a sudden tagged now. It's like, OK, yeah. So, again, uh, you know, again, nothing against the people who were nominated. That's awesome. Nothing against the guy. It, it's a great idea, but it definitely could have been taken a different route. I think someone maybe who's more knowledgeable in the YouTube and even Instagram community, because even if you look at the the website, he even talks about content creators in the YouTube and Instagram who produce content regularly. There's people that are on it. First of all, there's people on Instagram that don't do YouTube who put out good content. And then some of these categories, did you, if, if anybody has looked at this, does anybody realize that of all the 10 categories and the five people of each category who are nominated, there's not one female category or there's not one female content creator. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So, maybe there that should have been an idea like to have that as an award because there are females out there in the comic book community who do create content you know there's also no um there's nothing having to do with the statue community at all 
which yeah. is a pretty large part of the comic book community when it comes to YouTube and Instagram and whatnot. So mm-hmm. that seems like a, a pretty large gap as well. Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely feel bad for our female uh, listeners and content creators who are who basically just got shoved to the side on this one because there are some amazing channels out there and women out there who are just nowhere to be seen on on this list. So yeah. you know, maybe next year they'll have a you know an all female one, but. I don't think that, you know, they, they should be, you know, yes, they, they should definitely have their own category, but I feel like there are some good channels out there that probably are better than some of these channels that I know about that are on this. Right. Right. You know, just putting that out there too. So, but that's, that's enough for the CBC awards. So again, (laughs) if you want to go out there and um, nominate your people's choice, feel free to nominate the, uh, the comic-con podcast. Please don't. (laughs) Oh please my don't. god. I <laughs> please yeah, don't. Don't don't vote for us. It's fine. We 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 really don't need to be voted for. We we really don't need this. But yeah. Um let's move on. Now this is something that's probably been like three weeks old, and we, you know, unfortunately every week we tried to do this. There was always something like again, I was out last week. We had our buddy Ken on the week before and really didn't want to, you know, take away from his appearance here on on the podcast, but our friend Nate, child by God, sent us an email a few weeks back, and he was talking about how good the Voltron series was on Netflix, and he told me to watch it. Uh, but he's actually giving us a book to do a giveaway. So for our 34th episode, we are going to be doing a giveaway. And the only way that you'll obviously know about the giveaway is by listening to us, and we're going to tell you right now how to get the giveaway. So here's his email. He's like, I, he's like, I wanted to share a book for your listeners. If you want to do a giveaway, he's, I have an extra copy of stray dogs. Number one, the first print blank cover for Ooh. someone who may be looking for it and wants to submit it to CGC for Tony flex and Trish Foster signing and remark, or maybe you just want to hold on to it for a while, but I'll let you guys decide how to choose the recipient. The deadline for the submissions is the end of September. So I will send it to him once you guys choose who will get the book. Totally your call if you want to do it or not. But I just wanted to, you know, uh, I just wanted to get into someone's hands who might actually appreciate it. That is really awesome. So, yeah, for sure. So giveaway from Nate. Trial by God's really awesome. He's always sending us emails here on the podcast. I know you were going back and forth with him um, about a week or so ago. You know, you know, going back and forth, just talking about comic books. He's always, Mm -hmm. you know, hitting me up on Instagram as well. So what we're going to do is the way that this is going to work for the giveaway, we'll run it for one week and then we will pick the winner next Friday. So you have a full week from September 3rd until September. We will record probably next Thursday. So September the 9th, basically, you know, six, seven days. You have to repost and tag the Comic-Con podcast photo that we drop, of course, for our thumbnails. So for tomorrow's post, which is now today, for episode 34, you have to repost it, not in your stories, because that goes away after 24 hours. The only way that we can definitely track this is you have to repost the picture and tag us, so then we know exactly how many entries we have for this. So With hashtag as well. Yes. We'll yeah. hashtag. What, what do you want to do the hashtag? No, just the Comic-Con podcast, right? Oh, yeah. We could do uh, the or giveaway podcast giveaway. Yeah, let's so, do that. So, again, the rules for a Stray Dogs number one first printing blank cover, not the first print, not the fifth print blank cover that they did, but the first print, which is expensive, 
you have to repost our photo from Instagram that we post up, tag the Comic-Con podcast, and use the hashtag the Comic-Con podcast giveaway. And we will have the winner done next week, and we'll have our buddy Nate send it out. Yeah, and don't sleep on it because... But you said the signing is at the end of September. So it's something we kind of jacked around with. We should have done this, but we got busy. But we need to do it like, yeah, after this week, we need to get this book shipped. So whoever gets it can get it sent if they want to for yeah. that, that option to get the, you know, because what are they, they're doing like um, your dog, right? You can send a picture of your dog and they'll they'll do a mm-hmm. sketch of your dog on the cover. Yeah, that's what a lot so of that's people have been cool. doing. Yeah. So... Uh, again, we got a great giveaway. Thanks, Nate, so much for for that free giveaway. For so, sure. Again, so when you see the thirty fourth uh, posts episode for our in, on our Instagram, make sure you repost it and right to your page. Again, not to your stories because that will disappear and we will not be able to see it when we choose the winner the following week. So, out of the community section into the movies and comic book stuff. Uh, Zach, you said you had an article that I don't know anything about, so you want to go ahead and talk about it? Yeah, it's just a quick comic book one that uh, <clears throat> I just I kind of came across when we were setting up here. And I thought it was interesting because mm-hmm. we talked a lot actually about like th- this writer, this is a great run, mm-hmm. and how things are switching up. But uh, I found an article about Immortal Hulk's Al Ewing has severed his relation with Joe Bennett over reprehensible illustrations. So... I don't know if you guys remember. It was, I'm not even going to say how long ago this was because I don't really remember. Oh, here we go. Immortal Hulk number 43. So back in Immortal Hulk number 43, there was um, an issue with a panel being published that supposedly had some anti-Semitic imagery. There was like, um, I don't remember what it was. Wasn't it like the Star of David in like a window? Or But it was yeah. obviously that wasn't, that's not anti-Semitic. I can't remember what it was, but it was something about... There was something in like a window of like a store, right? Something like that. Yeah, it was like it was like yeah, there was like a jewelry store and it, yeah, it said something. It was, it was something anti-Semitic. Well, apparently, um, some other artwork from uh, Jill Bennett had surfaced um, that uh, Al Ewing talked about. He wasn't gonna. He didn't really like portray. He didn't show the picture of it, but he saw mm-hmm. it, and it basically was um, some swordsman slaughtering tiny scurrying people with buck teeth and ears of rats Mm. and big noses. Um, One of them cosplaying Dracula. This is all paraphrased from what, uh, what Bennett said, Mm. but that it was also a little bit um, anti-Semitic and that it was kind of following similar tropes for anti-Semitism. And at this point, Al Ewing just said, look, look, I'm done. Like he'd kind of, I think stuck up for Joe Bennett before he was saying like, look, I don't, I don't think he meant to do that. I think this was a mistake, you know, an inadvertent mistake. But um, Uh apparently he's not letting it slide now. So uh, he's spoken to Marvel behind the scenes. And he knows he was saying that he knows it's no comfort to people at the sharp end of this kind of brutal propaganda. But to show his commitment to an apology, Al Ewing shared screenshots of donations he made to Rainbow Railroad Railroad and the Rainforest Trust, which is, uh, I'm assuming it's like an... I don't know which either one of those are in terms of charities, but, um, but yeah, so, hmm. you know, it, we got Al Ewing switching over to Venom and we got Donny Cates yep. coming to Hulk. Um, I don't know. Do you know? Do you remember? I don't believe that Joe Bennett was going with him um, anyway. Uh, isn't it Ram V? Yes, it was Ram V, but, the, but for writing though, but for art, I don't know who was going with him. 
And you know what? Like I'm looking at pictures right now of like Joe Bennett's artwork in the um, uh -huh. in Immortal Hulk, and I was never really crazy about it. Like, there's like the weird ones. Did you re have you been reading it? Did you read it much? What the new the it, Immortal Hulk early stuff, and then it kind of dropped off after like issue twenty. So, so there was like a lot of parts where like um, I can think of right now with this merger between uh, Del Fry and Rick Jones, and it's like a head coming out here and like this like uh -huh. you know half body coming the other. It's yep. like weird and grotesque looking, and I, mean, I guess it's kind of cool. But look, I mean, I'm not. You got Brian Hitch on the art. Oh, okay, I'm not super unhappy about the end of that art to be to be honest with you and if the mm -hmm. dude's out there doing like putting like his political opinion look Justin and i have talked politics on here before in terms of like how we kind of feel about it i'm just about leaving all that shit out of comics you know what i mean like mm -hmm. come on man like we don't there's no place that especially hateful shit okay like it's one thing to speak on um you know, political topics and whatnot. Like, I mean, obviously X-Men is based around a political topic and stuff like that, but hateful shit, man. Deuces, mm -hmm. bro. See you later. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just not worth it, dude. There's so much, there's so much other hate going on out yeah, there in the world. We I don't agree. need more of it in comic books, you know? So. I, hey, I agree hundred percent. And I thought that was really, that's, that's pretty stand up of Al Ewing, you know, in, in multiple levels, multiple levels where he's like, look, I'm not gonna make a big deal about this, but I definitely want to speak up. You know, he didn't, mm -hmm. he's like, I, I apologize for me, um, like kind of speak, you know, defending him last time. Apparently I was wrong and, uh, and he tries to, he's trying to make it better. So uh, mm -hmm. that's good on him, man. He didn't have to do that. I don't think he's, he has to do that, but he did. So that's cool. All right. So, yeah. Nice. Nice little article from, uh, from Zach there for Al Ewing. Uh, so some more we'll go some more movie news let's do some movie news so uh this was actually just posted on comicbook.com on september the 2nd thor love and thunder star natalie portman speaks about bulking up for her marvel return so mm -hmm. of course we all know that natalie portman's coming back as jane foster jane foster will be being the new she thor um and in a recent she interview thor <laughs> she thor in the uh, in a recent uh, interview with Vanity Fair, Portman said it was really fun about her workouts and training. She worked with a trainer. Uh, it was done four months prior to shooting and then obviously all the way through filming. We did a lot of weight training and a lot of protein shakes, heavyweight training that I haven't ever done before. Of course, I've never really aimed to get bulky. It was very physical, so it was a lot of agility work and also strength work. She later said in the interview, it definitely helps you to get into the character and definitely changes the way I move. You walk differently. You feel differently. I mean, it is so wild to feel strong for the first time in my life. So I'm pretty excited because we know what she's, you know, what she's going to look like once she throws right. on that helmet. Right. We we've, all seen know a, the we've seen a couple pictures where she's looking pretty nice. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. So, you know, to see her in, in this new tone, and that's something that, you know, we've seen some of these actresses in the past who have gone from, you know, not really being a physical presence to you kind of need to be a little physical presence. And, in, in, right. you know, from what we've seen from like Jason Aaron, Jason Aaron's run of, of the Thor with Jane Foster, like, you know, she needs to she needs to be a little bulky. You know, people always complained about Gal Gadot, like not right. really being yeah. too muscular or physically physical looking in the wonder woman stuff you know and then I'm she did the... for the second movie she bulked, yeah. she bulked up a little bit she just has one of those body types that's never gonna be like a bulky man like she's just like a naturally thin person yeah so did you ever, well here did you ever see black swan 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. When she was like super, super thin. Like, yeah. It was like skeletal. <laughs> it was like almost yeah. kind of gross. Yeah. So to go from like, you know, looking like that years ago and then just, you know, doing movies throughout the year. And now you're now we're going to see her in like a, a more physical physique. Um, it's going to be really good. So, of course, we know that Portman will be coming coming back. We have uh, Talisa Thompson. She'll be coming back as Valkyrie. And they're even, you know, of course, they even state the Guardians of the Galaxy crew is in the movie, which I didn't really know that they're how much of a role they're going to play. Well, they they have. I mean, that's always been the question. It's like they have to be at some point because at the last time we saw Thor, he was going away with them. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what's the explanation where they're at? So, I think that's good. You know, maybe they'll just drop his ass off or something. <laughs> like, yeah. And then last but not least, you have Christian Bale playing Gore the God Butcher, which I, I feel like that's such a still that is still an underrated book until people mm -hmm. actually see him in the trailer. And then that book is going to blow up. I, you know, it's I feel like people, you know, want to invest in books now. Just go out and buy the book, because I'm sure once they see the trailer of him, that book is going to triple in price like all right. these other books for Spider-Man and, and Shang-Chi. Um, most recently, again, today, the, the movie's dropping today. And we just recently saw on coverprice.com that a the highest sale ever for a um, what is it a Marvel Special Edition 15 just sold on August 30th in a CGC 9.8 for $20,050. Wow. For the first appearance of Shang-Chi. Our boy Tim's selling a 9.6, right? Yeah, and he's only asking like five. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a big gap between a 9.6 and a 9.8. Yeah, well, I'm sure after the movie really drops, I'm sure that price will go up. So maybe he should hold on to it for a little bit longer. Yeah. So. Uh, we don't know. And and I guess we'll, we're going to talk about our our stuff next week once we both go see it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we're definitely going to do a spoiler spoiler review on that. So that's um, that's some interesting news about Thor. And then last but not least on the TV and movie side, this was also just I just found this for all you Star Wars fans and for myself. Over at StarWarsNews.net.com, the new bits of Boba Fett's motive and armor in the book of Boba Fett. So recently, um, from a credible source that was given to the guys over at um, Star Wars, StarWarsNews.net, it's talking about possible spoilers for the book of Boba Fett. So um, this is not 100% confirmation. But they do say it is from a credible source. With that being said, we've learned that in the series, Boba Fett is in revenge mode. He will be going after everyone who did him wrong in the past. And he will also be looking for the other bounty hunters. And even hmm. more, he will be doing it with a brand new look to his armor. Now, of course, we knew that he got a new armor kind of at the end of Mandalorian season two. You know, went from that beat up armor that... Uh, what kind of just look he did him? It's that's funny. You know what's funny about this is I actually just rewatched this week Mandalorian season two. Like I kind of okay. like throughout the days was watching it, and I don't know if he got like a new a new armor. He just kind of like it looked like he got a paint job because even the yeah. helmet still has the like the the bullet ding in it. So just yeah. like a new paint job. So that that's sense. what it is. You know they they talk about that in the article. Like, is he going to get even more updated armor than what we saw kind of at the end of season two? You know, with the like secret trailer at the end mm -hmm. or are we going to get because they also said that with this show we're going to get a time frame of not only stuff that happened during empire strikes back but of course now post return of the jedi so right. we may see him is that armor they're talking about more the older armor 
and then he's just going to go when it's in present day they're going to be show, showing him in what that armor looks like now after the mandalorian really don't know but we do know that there are you know pre-empire flashbacks so they say yeah so we're excited for that and that actually just got wrapped for shooting so um that'll be coming out this december so to really be honest excited for that that's a little risky in my opinion because you look at you look at a character like boba fett right mm -hmm. um who became popular based 100 percent on look nothing else he had no story he had like no lines it was just mm -hmm. look alone right so then to kind of go dabble and like you know mess i mean boba fett's character and create and creation is all post popularity like he got popular and then they had to fill in the gaps you know so like mm -hmm. to then go mess with the one thing that honestly made him who he was which was the appearance it's a little risky like uh you're gonna piss off. You're, you're gonna have those guys who don't like anything new, the the, the purists and whatnot. So, um, and honestly, it doesn't really match with the character. Like the Mandalorians don't care. Like they don't care what their appearance is. They're not out there like changing their armor. I mean, some of them, I guess, like you know, Sabine Wren and even uh, Bo-Katan have like all that graffiti on their helmets and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. yo, know, Boba Fett never cared, and he doesn't even consider himself <laughs> a, ma a Mandalorian. So he's just out here rocking his father's armor you know so mm -hmm. um we'll see yeah definitely so that's our news articles for this evening uh something that we both zach and i are just absolutely loving and we really wanted to talk about it with dc titans yes uh, on hbo max so if you haven't watched any of this if you have if you don't have hbo max or haven't watched it yet or if you're still in the earlier seasons, feel free to jump over to this part and go right on to our last part. But uh, let's kind of dive into season three of Titans. So first week it came out, they dropped three episodes. And so far we've gotten two episodes. Actually, no, we've six. actually just gotten yeah. six. I didn't even watch today's. So Oh, you haven't yet. I watched no. it for this episode. Oh, shit, bro. I'm sorry. I totally forgot. You know what it is? This the Wednesday Disney thing always throws me off because yeah. like when I watch what if, and which is that another thing we'll talk about, not today, we'll talk about it another time, but I always forget that. Like, all right, well I was always so used to the Marvel stuff dropping on a Thursday. And then right. I know Loki trying to change it up and they went on Wednesdays, but I'm always like, ah, whatever. Like Thursdays, there's nothing coming out, but yeah, damn, I totally forgot. That <laughs> today. So well, okay, we I'll keep it, I'll keep it spoiler five. All right. I'll keep today's episode spoiler free. All right. So we can at least talk about the first five episodes. Um, let's just go right there. Red Hood. Fucking amazing. Just, yeah, just I'm a huge Red Hood fan. Like Jason Todd, one of my favorite characters. Red Hood, one of my favorite characters. His his intro when he becomes Red Hood is straight out of the comic books, straight out of the Batman under the Red Hood storyline animated movie like it's just awesome. Like I've watched that episode and those parts in the beginning and when he fights Nightwing several times now. Right. Uh, past that, I just think the season has been nonstop a lot better than the past two. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just the the acting, the cinematography, the fighting They They've just really upped their scale. And I think, I think it's maybe because of the HBO Max budget, considering oh. Season yeah. one was like the DC universe budget, right? Could be true. Yeah. I think so. it's also just a cleaner story. Like um, season, season one was good. 
season two, they had that weird thing where like the finale for season one should have like the first episode for season mm-hmm. two should have been the finale for season one. They had, you know, season I rewatched season two recently as well, building up to this. And mm-hmm. it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's great. But there are lulls in it where it's just like the secret about Deathstroke and Jericho. Like they, that shit goes on for a while where like they don't talk about it. And then they talk about it and you're like, bro, if you would have just fucking said something, <laughs> this wouldn't be a big deal. You know, like mm-hmm. the story kind of lulled in a place. And I feel like this season, the story is focused right now, at least as of now, it's very focused. It's on a line and it's crazy. Um, how about, I'm going to ask you about this. How about like, what's cool is, Obviously, you can't always do the stories exactly like the comics, right? Like, you're never going to get the perfect adaptation. Um, this adaptation of, like, the Red Hood is is pretty spot on. It's pretty similar. But I love how it's also kind of, um, it's kind of merged with Arkham Knight, the video game. You know, like, with the, the Scarecrow and the Red Hood kind of, like, not necessarily working together, but, like, being in, like, the two villains at the same time. I really like as I'm watching this, I'm I keep thinking, damn, I want to go play Arkham Knight again for like the ninth time. <laughs> you know? no. But um uh, it's 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 very similar, you know, and it's it's really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you hundred percent like the Arkham Knight thing because that's uh, and you know, we'll touch on you know the other villain, you know, Jonathan's Jonathan Crane Scarecrow, a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um him being like a a hippie like yeah, something yeah. that we've never seen in the comic books uh just the whole i you know whole aspect of the fear toxin and how he talks with jason about it and jason says oh i'll you know i'll tell you everything i know and i don't know again i don't know what happens in episode six but yeah it, it's been it's been just an absolute great season for all the characters except for the one that died <laughs> So I have a funny. Are we going are we to talk about that? Because I have a funny story yeah, that deals with again, that. Again, we okay. again. If you're listening to this point, you know who who passed away, and we, we told you in the beginning that we're going to be spoiling in the first five episodes. So sure, you go ahead. Tell me your story. So obviously, in that episode was I think it was like episode three or four, right? Four. Um, yeah, it was four. And uh, our our also probably my least favorite character, to be honest. Like I was probably like not so unhappy that he went away. Um, Hawk gets a bomb put in him by by Jason Red Hood and uh, boom, dude blows up. Okay, done, right? And I remember when it happened, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that just happened? Yeah. Like, they just killed this dude? So anyways, so fast forward, we watched that episode, my wife and I, and then um, I went out with some friends drinking and I came home. And I was a little inebriated, right? And I passed out. And you woke up and, with a bomb on your chest. Right, no. <laughs> And uh, close, close to that, I guess. So I, I don't find this out till the next morning. So apparently my wife goes, hey, do you remember last night? And I was like, no. She's like, you were talking in your sleep. I was like, oh, what I say? She goes, will you go? She goes, I woke up and I thought you said, oh, fuck. And so she goes, what? What's wrong? And she goes, what'd you, you know, I thought you said, oh, fuck. And I guess what I really said was, to hawk and i cheersed my glass like in the air <laughs> like i raised to raise the cheers to hawk in my drunken stupor because i was still thinking about it it had got to me man i was thinking about it. she goes what and and then she goes what'd you say and i go to hawk and i raised my my drink my non-existent drink up in the air again and she goes are you asleep and i go yeah i think so and i just passed back out so oh my god i found so that out funny. the next day so cheers uh, to Hawk, man. See you later, bro. The Hawk. Yeah, uh, pour some out for the homies. 
uh yeah i don't know i liked hawk like i didn't really like yeah. him in season one he definitely grew on me in season two because he was like a badass and uh alan rector is a great was a, is a cool actor you know yeah. he was he was you know aquaman in the small aquaman, series yeah. i thought he was good in that uh and he was in the turtles this, too yeah he the, was the live action Raph. turtles yeah Raph. Yeah. yeah i think yeah um you know and he was interesting enough like to be brought back in i thought it was funny like when you first saw him and he's the cop and he's got the mustard Corny yeah, that was funny. But even that episode, like, like Reno nine one one on the yeah. bikes, yeah, like the whole episode of him uh, with Jason and like you know, like you knew, like you knew he wasn't going to help Jason. He was really going after the fight of him. But man, when he came back and he had that that bomb yeah. on his chest, I was just like, yo, this show got real. It like, was touching, yeah, for real. So um, I just, if, I guess Hawk and Dove to me are just kind of like um, they're cool characters, and I liked them. They were great in season one because they were kind of like auxiliary characters. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They weren't like the focus. Um, but after a while, and especially in a show that doesn't highlight really costumes at all, it was goofy as fuck to just see Hawk and Dove always in costumes. And then Jason, or I mean, and then um, Dick in just like street clothes and Corey dressed like a hooker and yeah. uh, Be Beast Boy in his jacket, you know? So it's it was always kind of weird how they're the only two in costume. They don't have powers. They never went into any of their like the cool lore about like, you know, the hawk and dove, like what the like the bird of war and stuff like that st storylines with them. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, well, you know, I, mean, I was OK with him going, I guess. Yeah, you get I guess what it is is you push you have to push characters out to maybe bring characters back in. Because right. Even like this season, like the Beast Boy relationship with Superboy, I, I feel like that's, you know, that's moving and. You know, you no longer have Ravenger from season two. Yeah. So, you know, we're obviously, you know, and they've shown in the previews and even in screenshots and like promotional stuff that you see like Donna, Troy, you know, we know what happens to her in season two. You see Raven in kind of like a white garb. So she's right. kind of getting like a different outfit. So, yeah, you, you what happened with towards the end of season two was there was just too many characters. Of course. Yeah. It takes away from the the true story. So. I understand like they people have to go like I know it's not like a suicide squad type of show, but yeah, people need to leave to to bring other people up. Uh, and yeah. I still think there's characters that are on the show that still haven't gotten their due. Like I still think Beast Boy is Beast Boy hasn't got anything. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, I don't understand what his story is, dude. There's no story with that guy at all. That poor bastard just is like a, a prop piece and sometimes like a comic relief a little bit. And he's yeah. always like abused you know mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i was just gonna say that yeah and then the thing with like coriander you know with starfire she's she's kind of like cool i guess what i've seen in the first five episodes and then with her sister with blackfire um was interesting mm -hmm. uh, i don't know where they're going with that but you, know, you get more of that in this new episode okay. uh that relationship there okay. so a uh, couple teasers for this new episode no spoilers Fine. You get a lot more like a little dynamic between Blackfire and Starfire and like in Blackfire trying to find her role in this whole world that she's in now. And you get a lot of you get backstory with uh, Barbara and Dick, which is which is pretty cool. Okay. And an introduction of a, a villain as well. Lady Vic, which we all knew Lady Vic was going to be in the series this season. So Lady Vic shows up. Um, one thing I did want to talk about, and I kind of had like mentioned this to Justin as well, because I'm watching the first two episodes and the actress mm -hmm. who's playing Barbara Gordon. I was like, wait a second. Cause we all know, okay, she gets shot by Joker becomes Oracle's mm -hmm. in a wheelchair. Right. 
so I'm watching the first couple episodes and I was like, does she only have one leg? And I, and I remember, mm-hmm. I remember texting Justin like, Hey, yo, I think this, this actress only has one leg or they're making Barbara Gordon only have one leg. I don't get what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then, so did a little research and it turns out the actress actually does only have one leg. She had like lost her leg and uh, she was actress before lost her leg. And I think it was a car accident. And yeah, um, I can't remember. Was that or a skiing or horseback? Ride? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a, yeah, I think it was a car accident. She was like thrown and yeah. yeah. So this episode, when you're watching it, I'm going to kind of give you, maybe this might annoy you a little bit, but you're going to watch and she's, she's, this is, this is pre Joker shooting her. So like there's scenes where she's definitely standing a lot. So, okay. um, it's interesting and she's great. I think she's a, a fabulous actress. Like I think she mm-hmm. really pulls it off. Uh, I think she kind of nails Barbara Gordon as well, at least in the role that they've got Barbara Gordon in. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about the whole, I love her as Oracle. I mean, I right. love her as Batgirl, of course, Barbara Gordon, but commissioner you're time, not crazy about yeah i'm not i'm yeah. not a fan of this like yeah she is a great actress and she's doing the job well but i like her i like barbara gordon as like an oracle character like Agreed. helping Agreed. helping them out and, and maybe i don't know if it'll help you know i don't know as the season progresses will she kind of help similar in a similar fashion because i feel like she did help dick a little bit with uh that one episode with red hood i guess that was maybe like the third episode mm-hmm. um but we'll we'll see, I guess, how the how the season goes. So there's some Oracle mentioning in this episode. Okay. So okay, good to know. Um, All right. So yeah. that's the that's our stuff on the good old DC Titans. We'll definitely discuss what if next week. So go ahead. What one more thing too that I meant I meant to talk about like with Scarecrow and stuff is mm-hmm. is it do you think I mean it's not coincidence, right? That like Scarecrow is the the focal villain or not not focal, but one of the big villains of the season. We also know if you're reading current Batman with fear straight, fear state coming out that scarecrow mm-hmm. is super prevalent right now as well. So I think it's kind of, I, I, I like it. I think it's fun. I think it's interesting that uh, DC is really pushing. And I don't know if it just worked out this way, if this was always the plan, but really pushing scarecrow currently in like yeah. the Batman universe right now. Yeah. I, I wonder if they did that for that, for that reason. But. Right. So maybe they didn't want to touch on because it's so tough because you the Titans villains are very are few and far between. You right. Know, you, you did. You, you did Trigon. You did Deathstroke. Right. Um, those are the big two. Yeah. Those are like the big two. You have um, I can't think. Of, what's the, the guy from the Judas contract? Um, uh, Brother Blood. Oh, yeah. Brother. Oh, and there was a, there was actually a brother. Did you see that? And I think it was in episode one. There was like the yeah. Church of Blood. Did you see it on the yep. wall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that like cool. maybe, you know, down the road. But like that's really like that's the only thing that Black I Fire, think I, obviously. Yeah. So that's really who I think about when I think Titans. Like I don't yeah. ever think Scarecrow. So um bringing in a Batman villain like this, being back in Gotham is is pretty badass. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed this, but in the fourth episode when they the the what's it called? Or no, fifth episode, the Lazarus episode with you know they obviously tease Rachel Ghoul because of the Lazarus pit which is interesting but did you see you get a real quick glimpse of what Jason looks like before he gets you know regenerated like his face yeah his face was all jacked up oh my yeah. god man you know, it took a crowbar jaw, yeah. yeah his jaw was, was like gone jacked. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep. that was rough so uh really great episode so far for this season um i guess now i have to watch season uh, episode six after uh, i go see shang chi so mm-hmm. um 
So let's round out the night with, of course, what we always talk about. What are we currently reading? Um, it's been a while for me to be talking about any books. So I definitely have some some nice little books on the horizon to chat about. What about you, Zach? You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first because I'm going to be okay. quick because I don't really have I don't have anything. This is one of those weird fifth weeks of the month mm -hmm. where, uh, you know, it's like usually annuals and like random stuff. Obviously, we had the yeah. yeah, the Batman Fear State Alpha came out, which was pretty decent. Um, I think the only one that I, I guess I really talked about, I would talk about, it's not, it wasn't great, but it was interesting. Would you had Marvel's got this new little mini series called dark ages. Um, number one came out. I yep. think it's kind of like a wolf story. Um, it's obviously not main continuity and it's like, mm -hmm. if this, I'm not going to, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but it's kind of like an end of the world power goes out back to the dark ages. What happens when there's no electricity and how does it affect superheroes and stuff going forward? Mm -hmm. So, um, Tom Taylor wrote it first issue. It was decent. Um, it was kind of cool. I mean, I'm, I, I'm in to see where it goes, but man, six issues, I think is all it's going to be, which yep. would probably about enough for me with that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, I actually, I just read it today. I picked it up. I, I thought it was great. I actually yeah. thought it was a really good, it, it's yeah. Like, like you said, it, it's an end of the world catastrophe, but I like how they involve everybody. There's, you know, the mutants right. are there, you know, the Avengers, um, Young Avengers crew, the Champions crew is all there. All the spiders are there. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting ride to see how they take it without, you know, electricity and armored up suits and stuff like that. So, I'm actually interested to read this Marvel event. Um, yeah, I don't know sure. what type of, I don't think they're doing any tie ins, you know, and if they do, I'm sure it'll just be like a one shot because I don't think you can have this side story with then a bunch of side tie ins right. to really keep it you know, keep people from like into the series. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. not going to have amazing Spider-Man number 755 and 756 be part of this because then that's not part of right. what's really going on in, in those storylines. So, yeah. And I'm like, um, I'm good. Tom Taylor. I enjoyed um, mm -hmm. deceased. I thought deceased was yep. fun. I even liked the little spinoff. They did his dead planet deceased. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool too. So, I mean, yeah, I'll hang out for a bit with it. Nice. So. Nice. So those are your books. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still reading that X Factor Omnibus, which is awesome right now. Nice. So, oh yeah, you talked that's about all I got that with uh, with Gabe last week. Yeah. Uh, so for for my books this week, I actually got a I got a couple books. So you you took my honorable mention with the dark uh, the dark ages, but I definitely recommend that for anybody who's out there listening. Definitely check it out at least the first issue, or just pick up all six. You know, it's definitely a fun little read. But you know, with so much hype right now and and hotness that is Riri Williams. I actually mm -hmm. went back and read that Invincible Iron Man run, okay, where she's introduced um, pre obviously her. It was it was like fourteen issues or fifteen issues. Um, you know there was a little bit of tie-ins into the Civil War two storyline, but you you know it's very interesting. You look at that series, and when Mike Diodato took over as the artist, is awesome. So if you ever get a chance, everybody gets a chance to actually read that series. I know you're obviously going to be hard to find seven and nine because of Riri's appearances, but the rest of the issues are very cheap to find. You know, they're, they're no more than a couple bucks to maybe $10 for, you know, issue number 10 and 11 for Invincible Iron Man. But you got to think about it now. That was written by Brian Michael Bendis. So Brian Michael Bendis now has Miles Morales as a huge character and now you're bringing riri williams into the mcu mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of uh on fire with first uh first appearance character. what about naomi 
and Naomi for and Naomi. CW. Yeah. So I definitely think, you know, people need to really start looking at that Naomi number one because, you know, people are like knocking DC books and saying, oh, you can't really, they don't really move the needle. But I don't know, man. I think Naomi's going to do really well. And I think people are going to be surprised when they can't find a Naomi number one. Yeah. So uh, that's one of my series and my other two books, which I really want to talk about because uh, I've been, obviously I haven't been here for a while and talk about, it, but I'm actually reading two different mini series for Transformers. I, I stopped reading the current ongoing Transformers just because it just got too hectic, but there's two mini series out right now. You have the Shattered Glass and Shattered Glass Transformers is one of my favorite timelines or like what if storylines for Transformers. Basically, it flip flops the Autobots and the Decepticons. The Autobots are the bad guys and the Decepticons are actually the good guys. So in hmm. this latest storyline, yeah, it's it's really cool. Like the idea of it. So you have obviously like Megatron's like the Decepticon leader, but he's, you know, kind of like Optimus Prime. He's a good guy. And then you have Optimus Prime as a bad guy. But so this storyline or this comic actually picks up after um, like what would happen on Earth. They go back to Cybertron. The war is kind of over and you have a character blur who was blur was first introduced in the animated movie back in the 80s. And he's like a bounty hunter. And mm -hmm. if anybody knows blur, you know, blur is like a fast talking Autobot. Uh, and to see him, you know, kind of like beat up and being a bounty hunter you know, Autobot who's bad is just, it's very interesting to see. And I love seeing these storylines because he's in this first issue, he's going after Starscream and Starscream is like one of my top five characters. And to see him as a good guy, Decepticon is, is pretty interesting. So <laughs> um, I think it's like a five or six issue mini. I, I'm definitely sticking with it because I, I, I love, like I said, I love the shattered glass stuff. They, this came out like a long time ago. They did like a one shot and they did like a quick transformers line of action figures. So uh, that's one of my books. And then the, my second book, which is one of my top three uh, Autobots and probably transformers in general is the transformers Grimlock series. So there's two issues okay. out. Uh, it basically has my boy Grimlock leader of the Dinobots and he somehow gets transported to some like almost like a Thor uh, a Thorian like world with like strange powers. And there's like these fan uh, like fantasy style beasts. And what happens is this wizard or like a barbarian orc uh, Arco basically was trying to get Optimus Prime to come to his world to help him. But in fact, un unfortunately, they got Grimlock <laughs> and we all know Grimlock's kind of like the stupid Autobot like. He's not really he's not bright. So the fact that like they keep saying that they wish they had him and they got Grimlock Grimlock like, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you guys won Optimus Prime. Well, I'm not Optimus Prime. But um, the first two issues are really good. You know, I, the action's great because of the fact that it's just you're only seeing one Transformer. Like, I feel like that's what it always is taken away with the Transformer comics is there's too many Transformers on screen and you don't get enough action for each either Autobot or Decepticon. Right. So with the fact that it's just Grimlock and he's around all these humans, like the, the art style and the action is really awesome. And Grimlock's just a fun character. I mean, you know, he transforms into a T-Rex and anybody who's been watching him since the eighties, like I have knows, you know, Grimlock's a, a badass Autobot. So um, those are my, you know, books for this week. 
Uh, I am also reading the Beast Wars series, and the Beast Wars series is really good too because that actually brought back the first time in comic books all the kind of original Beast Wars Transformers characters from those from the late '90s series. So, uh, a lot of Transformers reading right now from me. Yeah, that's cool though. Yeah. Something different. Yeah, well, definitely different to hear from you. I know it's not different for you. You all, you've been reading it for a long time, so. Yeah, uh, like I said, I just I really want I it's. Because that's always what it's been. It, Transformers has always been just like one ongoing series, and they never do like little mini series. Right. But the fact that they have these two little mini series and they have the Beast Wars right now, there's just a lot of Transformers stuff out there that I'm actually appreciate and enjoy reading because the main story ongoing series like just got so far fetched and I just couldn't keep up with it. I was just like, I ended up dropping the title like I think a while ago. So. Ooh. And again, if anybody you know wants a really good read, check out Brian Michael Bendis's Invincible Iron Man run. Cool. So uh, that's it. That's all we got for uh, episode thirty-four. Yeah, sounds good. Been a, been a fun one. I know uh, both Zach and I are going to see Shang Chi. Oh, there's actually one more thing, and I'm gonna and Zach may actually hate me after I say this, and I've been Uh-oh. holding this off for two weeks. And I, you don't know anything about this, so you're gonna be. Uh, unfortunately this is not a video podcast so no one can see zach's face but me but um so for the past two weeks i am now a level 10 argonian warden in elder scrolls online what you've been you're a bastard dude (laughs) yo i'm so sorry i it was on sale for like eight bucks and i just started playing why didn't you tell me i would have bought it too are you been playing because PC I wanted or? to at least I wanted to see if I was going to enjoy it because I played it vanilla like way yeah. back in 2014 and it was so funny is like it still had my original character. I don't even so, know what a warden is. That's must oh, be something like, new. Uh, they're like beast summoners, so I can like okay. summon beasts. Yeah, like my ultimate, I can summon like a bear right now, gotcha. and then I can also throw out like this dive bomb bird and these bugs. So, hmm. um, yeah, I, I went different last. Let my first character was uh, same thing. He was an Argonian, so because I, I like playing the lizard characters. He yeah. was uh, um, like a thief, but I was like, I'm not going thief again. I'm not going bow and arrow. Like, I want to do something that I never do in any of these games. And I was just like, I'm going to go this warden thing. So, hmm. well, it's fun. It two weeks. I've been playing Assassin's Creed, so I well, got to finish wanna, that you know, first. If you want to buy it, I, I didn't want to tell you about it because, like, I didn't know like if I was really going to stick for stick with it for a while. But and let me tell you that PS5 update makes it look nice and it's the world is so much bigger now than when i played it years ago yeah well maybe i'll look into it yeah uh all right so that's it 34 episode 34 in the books been a lot of fun back here on the podcast uh next week actually this whole month for september we have a nice bunch of guests coming on we have a returning guest uh again i want to thank gabe for stepping in last week uh i was yeah, for that sure episode last friday that was really good and then our and of course our friend ken marion who uh artist for dc comics and aspen as well as his upcoming comic death shroud um it was really funny so the past again and this is another thing like ken got me back into watching gundam wing so when we talked real quick with him we I bought the Gundam Wing Endless Waltz on Blu- Blu-ray. And now over the past two weeks, I've been re-watching the Gundam Wing series on Hulu. <laughs> so um, everybody kind of gets me, you know, to go back down these rabbit holes. So yep, it's been a great it is, show, man. everyone. Uh, thanks so much for watching, and we will catch you next week. Later, fellas. Peace.